here we are. Uh, let's give people a few minutes to get into the stream. We're here with uh, Darren from, uh, I guess we could say from the Fantastic Collection, right? Is that how we're referring to it? Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. A soon to be the star of Selling Superman documentary yeah i can't wait uh, i don't know yeah star is a big word we'll see <laughs> well uh first of all let's take it from the very beginning let's assume people don't know anything about the fantastic collection what is the elevator pitch about what this thing is about Ooh, elevator pitch um i would say that it's a multi-generational collection um mostly from my father passed down um the unique part of the fantastic collection itself as a collection is the scale well over 300,000 comics, well, well over 300,000 to 500,000 cards, uh, mainly sports cards, all vintage. I didn't know there were cards. Oh, as many or more than comics, wow. yes. Um, and then uh, other collectible items, you know, there's some movie posters, uh, some occult uh, content and so on. So that's the collection itself. Um, the other part of the uniqueness is the way that it was shared, or I should say not shared. So this was something gathered by my father for over 50 years um, and um, certainly over the course of my entire life that he never shared with us as a family. It was always a secret thing. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was always a secret thing. He had all these boxes in the home. Wouldn't let us look at it. Wouldn't let us talk about it. It was very neurotic. Um, started oozing throughout the whole home. And uh, really, it was a bad thing when we were younger. Really caused a huge wedge in our family. Was what do you think he was a hoarder or he was definitely a hoarder? It was not just limited to the collectibles, you know, there were other things that he would hold on to for way too long. And uh, yeah, I do think that um, people joke about this stuff, they're like, Oh, I wish I could find a hoarder house or something like that, but it's not a joking matter when it's your life, right? You're exactly right, and you know, that's part of what the tale and the, the, the film is being made about. It's being made by a good friend of mine from high school, certainly was not my idea. I never thought that I, you know. Uh, be be part of something like this, but um, it is unique enough, and it is impacting people enough to make them look at their own collections and say, "How is this impacting my family? Is this impacting my family? Am I enjoying this with my wife or my uh, you know uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever the heck it may be?" And then the kids, of course, and then having a plan once they pass. You know, that was something that was huge. Is that my father was an attorney and had absolutely no direction for any of these articles that he had assembled for 50 years. We had talked about that on the show before, uh, estate planning. Richard, what's your plan? Uh, my plan is to have my wife call you. <laughs> you trust me that much. Uh, we've been friends too long. You guys long. never travel together. You always have to travel That's separately. That's true. Right? Yeah, it's too important, right? If the plane goes down, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, I was telling you earlier today when we met that, uh, it, it, that your story resonated enough with me because, you know, I had uh, a will and, uh, you know, uh, a living trust and uh, things like that. But I'd never made a specific plan for the comics. And, boy, I sure did after that. Well, that's that's amazing to hear. And those kind of stories are what keep us driven to keep sharing at the personal level that we are. Because it's been very daunting at times to share this, you know. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, you're getting really personal. You're getting you're bringing up a lot of painful memories from childhood. Um, you know, I have a special needs younger brother who was impacted massively by this. He lived in my the family home until my father basically passed, and he was very impacted. So, you know, it, it, it sounds real nice on the surface. Like, oh, my God, you stumbled into this amazing, you know, uh, lump sum of collectibles and both the value and then the cool factor. But, gosh, the inventorying and the securing and the moving and the logistics and the climate control of it, um, it's been incredible. Is there a positive in all this that now – 
you feel you've got something for your heirs? Absolutely. Um, that's that's definitely a part of it. I think very much. I have four stepchildren. They're very very important to me. I, I consider them my own. Um, you know, I have multiple businesses and other things I've done in life that I've always prepared. But this is now another round of that. Uh, but really, I, I've enjoyed the most um, being able to enter this hobby. Uh, with my close friends, you know, my, my best friend, Brian, who I'm walking around with today, my right-hand man in this process, you know, he's collected comics all his life. Just the irony of that, you know, that all of a sudden now he becomes one of these most profound collections around, or it, it's really, you know, kind of fairy tale in that sense. And all the introductions, they're amazing people I've met in this community. It's been very humbling. Anything? No, no, it's, I, I, this, I find his, you know, the whole story fascinating. And as someone who has, uh, working on uh, going through all of my aunt's stuff. Wow. I, I, I understand the emotional drain that this must be with you as well. I mean, it's just, they're not just comics. No. They're tied to you and your memories of your father and your family and your childhood. So that's got to be really, really, um, this adds an extra layer of difficulty to everything. It does. I mean, there's times of, you know, that I'll go to, sadness of course and be like wow you know we just discovered this really cool thing or we realized how significant one of his articles was like wow we really you know he should have been a part of enjoying that you know yeah. so there's that but then there's a resentment sometimes so like darn it why did you do this this way and you know why couldn't we have had it the right way and why didn't we do this as a family so there's these emotional ties both ways but the most thing we're focusing on is is just again being a good part of this community meeting people being very fair and honest getting things into the hands of people who really truly appreciate it because this stuff was just stashed away sterilely for you know years in white boxes covered up and that's not the way these things are meant to be enjoyed i mean you know people are meant to look at them and share them and get excited to own them and you know pull them out and be like have a reminiscing moment about when they picked that up and None of that was done with this box. We want to take it from the sterile enclosed environment and put it in plastic and uh, never touch them again. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, where were we, Richard? Help me out. Darren, you remember uh, No, we were just talking about, you know, the impact of the collection and, and um, um, the importance of the estate and things along that, that line. Yeah, talk about learning about the estate piece. Yeah. I mean, because that's, you know, just you have to value it. Uh, you have to have it graded to do so. And then there's the appraisal piece because, you know, we were joking early. Um, the government wants to know about these kinds of things, these major events. They sure do. Right. They certainly want. They're like the mafia. They want to be involved. <laughs> so, again, for you to do it through the right channels so that, you know, it doesn't come back on you. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So out of the, let's let's focus on some of the good stuff. Out of all this stuff. What were you surprised to find? I mean, because you didn't have a lot of comic book knowledge when you came in. You know, not a lot of comic book knowledge, but a lot of superhero and fantasy knowledge. I mean, that's the whole tragedy is that I was always into that stuff. As a kid. But yeah, exactly. And my father, I don't want to be dramatic, but we kind of ruined the hobby a little bit for me because, you know, to me, comic book was collecting was you go to a store, you know, very rarely a con. And he visited the same couple of stores, um, come home with a bag and you throw the stuff away. You know in a box forever and that's not what i thought was really cool but the stories was always a superman maximalist uh you know love the stories love the movies um so i i knew of grading i mean you know i i had brian like i said who was my best friend and uh lifelong collector to guide me and then you know certainly many others coming through but certainly figuring out we knew he had a superman one okay and we knew he had the batman one 
Um, finding out that the Superman one was a 7-0. Oh, wow. And for it to be, at the time we graded it, the second nicest copy on Earth. Wow. I mean, that's a moment that should be shared with my father. Right. Who, you know, acquired that book. He deserved to know. And I enjoyed that moment with Matt Nelson in the lobby of CGC in the heart of COVID by myself. So, you know, you know, again, um, yes, it's very good overall. But again, moments like that, you wish you just had different audiences to share. Sure. Uh, what what's weird to me is that your dad was sending books to get slapped. No, he was not. Oh, oh he wasn't. Oh, you no, went. I went. Oh, no, I've done all of so everything was wrong. Everything okay. was it bagged and boarded or just bagged and boarded, sure. Um, and not everything. Um, but yes, the high majority. My father knew what he was doing to a point of as far as you know, okay, this is special, you know, old stuff. We need to preserve this. I mean, you know, his his Hulk ones, his X-Men ones, his Fantastic Four ones, his X-Men ones, his uh, you know, Journey Mystery 83s. I mean, all the big, big books he treated very well. Um, and that's why. They're in such nice shape is because they were just put away and not touched. Never saw air, never saw, you know, I mean, going a day. The, the basement? Basements, um, bedrooms, extra <laughs> rooms in the house. And this is what drove my mother totally sure. insane. And in the film, we show clips of, you know, how it was. And that's how we grew up. And I mean, imagine being a little kid and wanting to look through this stuff or curious and just not, you know, it was totally taboo. And your mom never snapped one day and took it to the curb while he was at the office. He talked about it. I'm not kidding around, man. I mean, there are arguments that they would have over it. and You know, uh, the label that we did, if you've had time to analyze or watch the custom label video, really explains a little bit, um, you know, the life story and, 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 and tries to graphically represent um, some of those struggles. Like there's a scale of justice right there in the middle, prominent. He was an attorney. But the scale of justice, the way the artist drew it, was the collectibles on one end and then the family on the other, wow. and it's tipped to the collectibles. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, So there's powerful little you know, uh, imagery like that that we've tried to include in the label and just what we're doing in the film to just let people know, that, like you said, it's, there's a balance here. Um, you know. But you're right. We're focusing on the positive. I'm building up. I'm building up and rounding out the collection and things that I really like. I really enjoy golden age sci-fi. Um, not as much of a horror, horror guy, but um, you know, definitely investment grade spec books. Um, and and I really, again, am enjoying the process of building the collection and turning it from my father's to mine and my friends. Fifty sci-fi. So what do you like? All right. If I throw stuff at you, you tell me if you know about it. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Speed Carter, Spaceman, uh, Space Squadron. Yes. Oh, see, need... Most planet comics, um, you know, weird science, right? Um, um, Smash comics. Love them. I love the Smash. Love the Those comics. big robot covers. Oh, exactly correct, right? And so anything like that. If you have Superman, you know, we just picked up an action where Superman's punching a robot right in the chest. You know, I mean, anything like that. It's gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find interesting. I, I love the space depictions. Um, you know, Buck Rogers. You know what I mean, and that kind of stuff. We picked up a lot of that. Uh, I grew up watching that. You know what I mean. Of course, both the animated and the live action. So it's fun. Uh, do you have any zoots for Richard? <laughs> you know what? Probably. Um, and and you know that's funny is that we get asked stuff like that all the time, and you would think I'd be able to answer that. 
But the problem is yeah. nothing was in order. Yeah, how could you? He yeah. didn't start. Well, if there was stuff yeah. in order, maybe I'd have a better idea and I could make an inventory. I have every graded book catalog. Okay. But I don't have every raw. Nor do have any raws catalog, to be honest with you. Um, because they were all mixed up. So you'd go through a box and you'd be like, wow, nice bug bunny right next to a silver surfer, right next to an X-Men, right next to a Flintstones. What? You know what I mean? What was the theory of how this box was? It sounds like my collection. Uh, well, maybe, but I bet <laughs> you said there's 300,000 books. At least, yeah, at least. And, 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 you know, we moved a lot. We've sold, we sold several and um, we have so many duplicates. That's oh, wow. another thing. Oh, yes. So he went really heavy on first appearances Okay, first issue, 200 copies of Ghost Rider 1, 200 copies of Star Wars. Was this newsstand he was buying from when they came out, or do you think he was going to comic shops and collecting no, I think No, comic shops for sure, and he was a partner in a comic shop at the end. Um, and I think that, yeah, a little bit of that was, hey, we have 100 extra that we didn't, we didn't sell. Oh, I'll take them. Oh, so you probably have cases of Howard the Duck number one. We have cases of certain <laughs> books. And then we have certain uh, books that, like, uh, for example, like Strange Tales 169. We have half the nine eighths on the census. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Just because they're fairly scarce uh, and we had piles and piles of them. So we have like eight or nine copies of a nine eight of that book. And then, you know, the multiples is really the power of this collection. You know, you see these collections surface, they, you know, the promise collection, like, oh my God, right? I mean, and you just look through them and you're like, how could these all be in such incredible shape? But the difference is, you know, we will have hundreds and hundreds of copies yeah. of a book that might be worth. Four or five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or more, or thousands. I mean, again, in case it goes right or the condition. What's the plan? Are you just blowing everything out as soon as you can, or are you no, are you planning? No, no, being very methodical. First of all, I'm very sensitive. I would never flood the market with anything like that. That would never do that to people. Um, uh, we're talking a lot of ideas in that. We're talking about even having maybe a numbered series of repeat books. Like maybe it's like, okay, these are fantastic books. You know, you could own one of fifty copies of that we're going to release in the wild of Ghost Rider One. You know, keep it a little bit under control. So we have no urgency to sell. We have no uh, urgency really to do anything. You know, this isn't a livelihood thing whatsoever at all. Um, so we can be methodical. My biggest preference is to really try to get that stuff in the hands of the people that end appreciate it. I don't want to deal with a bunch of people that are coming in and be like, well, you know, I'll give you 10 bucks on the dollar, you know, or 10 cents on the dollar or whatever else. We have no urgency to do that. You know what I mean? Um, so again, we can find the right fit for people and uh, get people the books they want solely, uh, whether it's through Heritage or other dealers. That's been a fun process. But it's been really fun to build a collection. I, I never thought I'd enjoy that as much as I'm enjoying, you know, um, coming to cons or, or letting people know, like, hey, I'm really looking for this. Just picked up an Action 23 the other day, you know, first Luther. You know what I mean? Need, need to have it. You know, an Action 6, first Jimmy Olsen. You know, so those are, you know, you know those moments when you're right, in the book right, and you're there. Right. And you get it. But those are important books to us. There's a super, uh, you probably have it. I think it's an Action Jack Burnley cover where he's flying down and there's like uh, guys with molten lava or melted steel. Well, is it that one or is it where he's covering the radiation? I'm, I'm, I'm confusing both of those. Yes, you have both of those. Oh, they're beautiful. They're both amazing covers. You're keeping them. Yes, yes. So, and, and, yes. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so those things will keep, but we're also, you know, we'll never sell, well, never. We're not selling any of our highest grade that that's our only copy of. And we're not selling our last one usually if there's a book. Now, we made some of those mistakes. Like, I sold a real nice mask one, you know, that I didn't really know. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, again, sort of stuff like that. Uh, Avengers 4, 
Oh. And like a nine six, oh. I let go, and I thought I had another one. And I'm like, oh no. I mean, again, bigger problems to have, right? But yeah. the point is, I'm trying to control those situations where it's like, okay, we're not giving away our best copy mm-hmm. or our last copy of something. So we don't need to. We have so many other duplicates. So, in, in terms of making the movie, I mean, how has that that process been for you? It's been very hard at times. It's been very fun at times. Um, that was the idea of a high school friend of mine who is in L.A. Yeah. He's in uh, um, uh, Santa Clara, is that right? Uh, Santa Clara. Yep, Santa Clara. Um, and I told him, you know, again, when my father passed, uh, we were friends, and I told him, I said, you know, hey, it's, it's you wouldn't believe what I have to deal with. He's like, really? And he's from Michigan, as we are, of course, and grew up together, and he came back in town um, over Thanksgiving holiday to visit his folks, and he said, yeah, I'm going to just get a couple interviews, see what this is about. And he kind of fell in love with the story and the idea and just everything there. And once he interviewed my mother, too, he's like, wow, there's some strong characters here. So that's how it unfolded. But it's been hard to go into the past and kind of open up to the world some of these family struggles. I mean, you know, again, there was some deep pain about how my mother and we had to deal with this. I mean, he really he had Asperger's, which we was undiagnosed, um, which is totally fine. As long as you're aware of it, right. you know what I mean? And if you realize, like, oh, okay, this is just how dad is a little bit, or if he realizes, well, you know, I struggle with some of these emotional connections and empathy and so on, but he fought it to the grave. And it was very hard because then it's like, well, then why are you treat us? So the, the movie's been a double-edged sword, but I, I, I can tell you that hearing people say things that it's impacted them or the story has I've had dozens and dozens of people that have come up to me and be shook my hand and said, you know what, thank you for having the courage to do this. It's made me be a better father with this. It's made me check how I collect. It's made me check in with the family and see is there any damage being done by what I'm doing. I did have one guy say, hey, look, you know, I started really looking at my spending and realizing that I'm not going on vacation as much as I should maybe with my family and doing some other things. So, wow, what an impact. So, you're speaking our language because that's one thing we talk about a lot on this podcast. If you, you've watched it, we, we talk about financial, yes, um, financial security and 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 responsibility. And we always hear me on the podcast do my Susie Orman spiel, yes, where yes. you'll pay off your credit cards before you buy that suit eleven <laughs> uh, or twelve. Is it twelve? Yeah, show off a second. But uh, so it's really great to hear you say that as well. The the. One thing I have to say is the documentary, your involvement so far and all the press you're doing, it's made you very press ready. Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's funny. People will be like, well, you know, I really enjoy watching in camera or something like that. And I just say to people, um, you know, I'm, I'm you know, there no one's an actor here. And we're just, but it makes it easy. And you guys kind of probably can relate your own content. It makes it easy when you're telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Always. And, and it may yeah. sound funny, but it really does. When you're just, you don't have to think, you don't have to stumble, you don't have to try to make it sound a certain way. Just tell the truth, tell it how it was. And that's been some of the challenge in the film is that some of those truths are very personal, as you can imagine, yeah. and very deep. I mean, and, and some of the stories, especially when I'm talking about my brother and growing up with him and not understanding, you know, he had some struggles. You're telling that to the world, man. I mean, you're right. telling that to perfect strangers, and you don't know what's going to come your way from that. I have other businesses. How is that going to impact it? How are my customers going to view me? There's all things that roll around in your head. So, is your brother going to be well taken care of now? 
it was already was uh you know and it's funny uh he he's such a capable capable guy he works at the post office he has a great warehouse job that he's fully uh you know uh, uh independent in you know he drives himself he does all that kind of stuff it's just the financial stuff and the you know the paperwork and anything insurance wise that you know i'm his full guardian on that level but the answer is my brother always has and will have a, more than enough financial resources with him, we just make sure we try to get him socially engaged and having those experiences. That's great. Um, you have a fun question here in the chat, all right, from Michael Kim. Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I grew up, I would say, up until the last three, four, five years, I would say Star Wars 100% with what Star Wars is doing now. So always kind of lost me with The Last Jedi and some of the other later things. But then Mandalorian pulled me back in. Ahsoka's been amazing. Loved Andor. Um, but I really love Star Trek. Um, I love the Star Trek concept. I love the Federation. I think, I hope humans go that way one day, you know, and all work together. So are we talking in a battle or are we talking about <laughs> Richard? This is your area. You take yeah. over. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I grew up, uh, watching Star, uh, Star Trek on TV, you yeah. know, you know, not in, in the sixties, but still in syndication. Before I was exposed to Star Wars, and then Star Wars came out, the original Star Wars, the original trilogy, changed my life. Changed your life. Yes. Yeah. And uh, if he had asked me then, there would have been Star Star Trek yeah. or Star Wars. Now, I'm just like you. The the, the last trilogy kind of lost me. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian really, I think, revitalized things. Yeah. Ahsoka. Um, so I think I'm more towards Star, Star Wars now. Um the Star Trek shows that are out there now, I'm not, not been really enamored with. So it's a question you got to ask me at what period in my life. <laughs> and, and I think that's fair to not dodge it. We did have a funny, uh, one, two, nerd King, Phil was in town. We were doing a recent live show. We had this, 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 just this debate and we got it down where if there was a battle, we all felt that the Star Trek would come ahead unless there was ground battles. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, but that's important to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's with Absolutely. You know, Star Trek doesn't concentrate on that level, but. Very cool, cool debates to have, but I'm loving Strange New Worlds. You know, I've seen every Star Trek there is. Um, same thing with Star Wars. So, how many issues of Star Trek and how many issues of Star Wars number one were there? Star Star Wars number one, probably 150. Star Trek number one, only three. Oh, However, I believe we have the nicest copy of the census. Wow. Richard? Yeah. <laughs> I believe we do. We, I'm 99% sure that's one of the ones. Richard's looking for a 9-9. Ooh, we do not have a 9-9, so he'll keep hunting. Yes. But I do believe ours is aspirational. And that, that's also been a fun thing with the collection, too, is that, you know, every once in a while we'll have that. Oh, wow, this is the nicest in the census. Or how about this has never been graded. Yeah. Wow. Some so that's yeah. America. Yeah. That was very difficult to even find how CGC even registered that. There's no comps. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been an interesting process. But um, again, I would say very humble. This could have happened to anyone. If your father had all these comics, they'd be yours. They'd all be Red Rider. <laughs> How has CGC been as a partner? Because I'm sure they're, they've worked pretty closely with you in this. You know, Matt's coming up himself to visit us um, on site the 19th through the 21st of this month. We're very excited. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to be very prepped for him to do a massive amount of free screen. We have like eight or 9,000 comics that need to be graded right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, and exactly. And it's just like, 
because that's the decision you have to make is like, okay, are we grading everything like 400 hours and up? You know, normally people would do that. That's worth it. But for us, it's like, oh, if we can get 80% of value right. without grading it, there's a lot of hassle. But now you have the label in play and people want the label. And I've been very humbled to, to have people approach and say, oh man, I really love to own that book and the label. Um, so CGC has been unbelievably accommodating. Um, I, I was absolutely floored and, and honored is not even the right word when they approach us about the label opportunity. I mean, to be the first to ever do that, um, they've done all sorts of press. Um, you know, we have scholarships and giveaways that we give away books and we're going to continue doing that. The last one, you know, got a half hour of time with Matt Nelson discuss grading. I mean, you know, so they step up on that level. I would have to say I think we're a pretty good customer to them, um, you know, uh, knowing what we've spent. But at the same time, you know, they've been very human and very accommodating, very emotional. They're a big part of the film. A lot of interview there. Um, and, you know, we just got some news that hasn't really been announced, but I can say it here is that we just got uh, approved for a magazine label. So not only will we have the comic fantastic, we have the magazine. So oh, wow. people wanted okay. those on the Teenage Mutant Turtles, and they wanted it on the other, you know, the, the magazines as well, like the uh, was the Marvel Presents uh, Two, the Punisher, uh, right, you know, right, right, stuff like that. Marvel you know, preview, so, yeah, yes, for a preview, sir. So again, um, that's exciting. Uh, are they pressing your books? Are they pressing them? <laughs> you know, it, we press our books. Okay, that's uh, all I need to know. We do, <laughs> but. Um, I will say that's an interesting situation. You know, uh, people can think what they want of it, but I have personally had good luck with having a book that was a 9.6 or 9.4 and going back and say, well, did you press this? Did you look at it? And we've had some bumps yeah. and it's been some worthwhile. So, you know, there's something to be said about the fact that if a company is offering a service, a paid service, it, it comes with this like almost dotted line responsibility. Like if you're going to press my book, doesn't that mean it sort of should get the next grade? Right. No right. guarantees, but if it didn't happen often enough, then people really wouldn't it's do kind it. Kind of implicit, it. isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. I'm just gonna look. At, I'm just gonna look into the camera for that. <laughs> yeah. So we're dancing with that like anyone else would. Yeah. But we're just doing it at a different scale, maybe. Um, how I have it usually is that I do a pre-screen. I I say all right because again back to. The philosophy is if you're going to pre-screen my book and you're going to say yes, it could benefit from pressing, how could it not get right. at least the next message? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. How is that possible? So that seems to be money well spent in my book if that method works. Very cool. Darren, thank you so much. Remind everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find us at Fantastic underscore comics on Instagram. I run that channel. Selling Superman film on Instagram is for the film. And then sellingsuperman.com has the trailers for both the main uh, um, uh, actual documentary and also the label uh, trailer as well. So, hey, thank you, super. Thank you. So good Keep to meet you. Content. I love watching you guys. Your favorite Say that again. Brian's as well. <laughs> Keep making your content. You're a favorite of mine. But Brian's as well. You keep it honest and cool awesome. and fun. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it. Thanks for progress. Amazing.